Welcome to Change of Plans. I'm Andres Zuleta. On Change of Plans, we feature stories of resilience and reinvention, interviewing entrepreneurs and other creative individuals who have found fun and inspiring ways to adapt to sudden, unexpected challenges. My guest today is Jamie Knowles of Roverland, a company that specializes in design-forward travel gear for dogs. When the coronavirus wiped out sales for their pet carriers, Roverland found a way to make sales and engage with their customers through stylish custom pet portraits. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. And, you know, I love just the variety of design styles in the illustrations that you're offering for the custom pet portraits. But just taking a step back, take us back to the moment where you realized business is going to be disrupted and we're going to need to get creative to figure something out. So I guess like what started to raise the red flags for me, um, well, up until the sort of pivot moment, my business has been so highly dependent and we'd been in doing all of our positioning and marketing around the fact that our, our dog carriers and pet carriers are airline compliant. Um, and so when we started to see restrictions being put in place, both at the federal and state levels, um, we pretty quickly recognized the need to figure out how to basically make ends meet and hopefully navigate, um, you know, the uncertainty uh, of this entire kind of moment in time. And we really just quickly realized that um, that we needed to diversify and bring on um, services to our to our customers that could be digital, um, but could still provide people something that's meaningful um, and unique and special and hopefully really brings people a bit of joy. Um, you know, I'm a pet lover. I've grown up with pets my whole life. So something that dog lovers, cat lovers, we have rabbit lovers, ferret lovers, something that all these people could um, maybe splurge on um, during this time or even give as a gift to a healthcare worker or a friend in need um, to try and create community, but also, you know, support small businesses and also support um, independent illustrators who as a freelance community have also been really devastated by um, what's going on. So how did you think of the idea? I mean, was it a sudden flash of inspiration or did you brainstorm lots of different ideas and, you know, discard some? Um, I'd like to say that I brainstormed a lot of ideas and discarded many of them. Um, my background actually originally is um, art. Um, I studied art in school and, a decade ago, moved to New York to actually pursue art as a contemporary artist and very quickly got embroiled in the corporate marketing world instead. Um, and so I had run a business in the past that was um, focused on on basically offering very affordable, limited edition digital prints um, by fairly well-known and reputable contemporary artists. Um, so I think that for me, a lot of it was just going back to like my wheelhouse and knowing what I'm comfortable with. Um, and then um, we've been trying to do as much organic marketing as possible. Um, so we actually did this kind of cool um, quiz on our um, website and we partnered with a number of our quote unquote pet influencer friends. Um, and it was this whole like personality quiz where you could take um, you know, go through eight steps, eight, nine, 10 steps. And after the end of it, you figure out what dog breed you are based on your quarantine <laughs> routine. 
so that was like very successful and we worked with a really great illustrator on that um so that when people took the quiz they could then share their results um and then had you know the illustration with the specific breed associated to it so that kind of was like the trigger moment um at least in terms of like wow people really respond to this and even as just a purely digital um product to be sold um i.e just digital a digital file that we're emailing um people would actually you know there may be some viability there in terms of um, inspiring purchase yeah because to be perfectly honest and i think for someone that's just listening to this and hasn't actually looked at the images yet and obviously we'll include a link in the show notes you know if you just hear pet portraits you don't necessarily think fine art or really cool design um, but that was what struck me when I first saw them. I was like, oh, these are actually really cool. Um, yeah, I I think I've run into that issue too. I also have to remind myself that maybe not as everyone out there is fanatical and maybe um, uh, when it comes to researching like pet related things. And so, yeah, we really wanted to elevate the concept of uh, pet portraits. I would say um, a few women are based in Spain that we're working with. One is based in, in France. We have an awesome guy by the name of Graham Zerk, who's um, in, based in Vancouver, Washington, um, or Vancouver, British Columbia, I mean, um, and then some New York City-based people. So it's been really special also on that side to see these illustrators who may also have other jobs during the day. Um, but obviously their passion um, is their art form and their artwork and being able to, you know, as fellow pet lovers themselves um, to find some joy um, and sort of in a way like distance or digital companionship, both with our business, but then also the customers that we're helping service. So take me back to, you know, right after you realized that your usual business model was in trouble and it can't have been just you know an instantaneous epiphany um what was kind of a struggle in the middle and then what do you think helped you to be able to think of an idea to move forward you know we were very nimble we pulled together the group of the illustrators very quickly we got an awesome response from them they were like very open and game and you know had already done pet portraits in some capacity before and it was not necessarily a hard sell but more of a um kind of like a nice moment of escapism for them and hopefully a way to also make money um but i would say in terms of like the that kind of like bump in the road probably came actually about maybe two weeks ago um where we were having like great sales and great traction and then I would say like this past two weeks went by, I think we looked up and realized, oh, we really should be like tacking on um, custom prints and framing. Um, so I feel like, so which we're now doing and that we rolled that out at the end of last week. So you can now either order a portrait that's fully digital, we email it to you, or um, you can order the portrait, look at it, and then tack on, you know, printing and framing in a variety of sizes and um, styles. When you first started, um going down this road of the illustrations and the pet portraits, did you encounter any resistance either from within yourself or from other people, you know, within your business or related to the project? Um, for me, there wasn't necessarily a downside to it. Um, we needed to come up with something that could be nimble and could also be rolled out to customers. 
without having to have any upfront costs. Um, and so that there wasn't really any resistance. Um, and I think that it still keeps, it still sits within my, the brand world of Riverland. Um, and I actually think that the portraits and the artists that we're working with and even the products are like in a way symbiotic um, and like feel connected, even though they are two quite very different things. Yeah, I was gonna ask about your audience and your customers and just kind of, you know, what's the, has there been much overlap or has this helped you find a different audience? There's been a decent amount of overlap. Um, the thing that surprises me the most about our, our customer base, um, um, you know, I'm a millennial, I'm turning 33. Um, I built the brand with uh, probably like a peer group in mind that fits more my demographic in terms of living in an urban area, um, maybe not having kids, like dogs or pets are like a, considered a family member, um, which I think is what a lot of people, younger people, even through, you know, middle-aged people um, identify with. But it did surprise me that I would say a, a large chunk of our purchasers um, on the gear front were for sure um, older, probably in their 60s or older, um, and maybe even retired. Um, so that was one surprise. And then when it came to launching digital, uh, the digital portraits, it's kind of run the gamut. Um, these are definitely items that have been purchased as gifts for sure. Um, and the gifting aspect has also kind of run the gamut from like wedding gifts, moving gifts, um, which is surprising. I'm still surprised people are moving homes in the pandemic. Um, birthday gifts for young kids gifted by mothers, um, you know, sisters giving gifts to sisters that are older. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of interesting that I also hadn't thought about is, you know, like some, you know, just like people, pets age too. So um, I think this has also been a nice way for people to, to give gifts of, you know, like older pets that may not have so many years left in them, but, you know, like a sibling or a friend who who knows that that pet's special to someone and wanted, wants to sort of memorialize or commemorate um, just that special bond um, while the pet's still alive and um, just to kind of keep people in a positive mindset. That's amazing. Um, I mean, it seems like the portraits have resonated with a lot of people, but I'm curious, um, you know, have you had to kind of change your metrics or how you measure success, whether that's, you know, related to sales or any other kind of um, KPI that you had before? Um, I mean, it's been almost impossible to like do any real forecasting um, because the fluctuations like from a day-to-day -day standpoint are quite significant. Um, and, you know, even while I like anticipate having um, this, this new batch of physical products arriving, um, it's also kind of hard to say like, well, I have no real clue what to do um, or estimate. And, you know, there's so many unknowns with a possible second wave or things like that. So um, I think that we've basically put in like a stretch goal of like, we would ideally like to get to this per month, um, try and find like a point of base consistency when it comes to both um, the digital portraits and then also, um, you know, the dog gear. Um, and from there, find that and level that out. And then from there, try and build upon it. How do you foresee, you know, if, you know, let's say travel comes back and 
your original business model is resuscitated. Do you see yourself continuing along with the pet portraits as well? Definitely. I think that they're both actually very um, collaborative. Um, I think that one thing that we've gotten a lot of feedback over um, the last few months is the the pet carriers, the dog carriers, um, they're suitable for pets up to about 25 pounds. Um, and so that's really actually blocked out a lot of people that have identified with the brand, but um, haven't you know been able to purchase. So the portraits are obviously can work for any dog of any breed of any um, f any figure. Um, so we'll definitely keep that going. Um, I think that it's personally also just really great to see the like I have much more of a direct relationship with our customers um, and the opportunity to get kind of like personal feedback from them. Um, I think that is going to help us future proof the business down the road because we do have a much more keyed in um, connection when we're helping them in a very, this very bespoke way. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely continue both. I'm not actually so worried about the, the carriers themselves because they're also, they also double um, as like a car seat for dogs. And I think this summer we'll probably be seeing a surge of road tripping. Um, oh yeah with gas so cheap and people I think eventually needing to get out um, and, you know, get some fresh air. So, so yeah, we're staying very positive and we actually think that, you know, in times like this, hopefully we never have to go through anything quite as um, pronounced as this as quickly as this, um, at least not in the near future. Um, but we've found it pretty inspiring in terms of like the way that even our partners have come together um, we have some wholesale um, accounts on the on the product side that we're working with in different ways, um, and we've actually seen an interesting um, uptick of wholesale accounts in Asia specifically, which was surprising to us. So, I think that there's resilience, and it's just a matter of like thinking how can you cut through it in a different way, how can you offer something that's different, whether it's a digital or a physical item. Um, and then how do you, you actually get in front of the people that will, um, either be your customer or help you reach, um, the, the customers that you're, you're seeking out. Well, I love what y'all are doing and I'm curious, what advice would you give to small business owners who have just really been struggling or feeling stuck throughout this, you know, whole challenge? I have a couple friends who are much more successful than I have been and who knows, maybe will ever be. Um, and fortunately, you know, I do lean on them occasionally, you know, they're also small business owners. Um, and I do use them, you know, as confidants, um, as I guess you could say like a sounding board. Um, and also even when it comes to some things like some of the, government grants um, and small business kind of emergency loans that they've been issuing. Like we've had our own issues getting um, even the, the $10,000 grant, which then went down. Um, and so like even being able to reach out to people who you really trust and know are, are in your corner um, and you have a history with um, where you can gut check with them. Like, Hey, have you, did you receive the payout yet? Or like, Hey, like, you know, what, how would you position this when you're trying to build out like a, you know, wholesale relationship or, you know, like certain things that um, you don't and probably shouldn't ask certain types of business partners. Um, but having just a few um, 
people in your corner that you can count on. Um, I think that's probably the best thing and the most helpful thing, especially while I've been um, physically isolated at home um, and ha we haven't actually been able to go to our office. Um, we have a drop shipper service, but in New Jersey, which has been unaffected, but you know, the fact that we haven't been able to be together, haven't been able to be in our spaces, um, it can kind of sometimes like pull the rug out from under you and make you less certain of um, and less confident in how you're navigating it. Um, because when you're in the middle of the storm, it's certainly there's, it may sound like there's clarity. Um, and I def definitely don't necessarily mean to say I have a future proof business, but um, it's, you know, hopefully getting perspective from a group of people that you like a hundred percent trust um, and using them as a sounding board and offering the same in return to them, um, which where I think really small businesses make greater waves than a lot of the bigger companies, because we don't have to necessarily adhere to um, certain types of hierarchies. And I think that small businesses are the backbone of the, the country and in the economy. And we have a great history of wanting to help each other. So that's been so helpful to me. And um, sometimes it just takes a good friend or, or fellow kind of um, entrepreneur that you're close with to, to reassure you and also, you know, help you think differently about the problems at hand. So what's the best way for our listeners around the world to support you? So the best way to support us would be to either go to our website, which is roverland.com, um, R-O-V-E-R-L-U-N-D.com, or check us out on Instagram. Um, you know, you can sign up and subscribe to um, our mailing list. You can check out our illustrations. We also have our dog gear. Um, our leashes and our pet carriers. And then we also do have this fun um, quarantine dog quiz, which I was mentioning to you earlier. Um, so yeah, there's some great kind of tips and tricks there. And also obviously if you want to support um, our business and support an illustrator, um, we'd be thrilled and grateful. Awesome. We'll include links to all of those in our show notes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jamie. Thanks so much, Andres. Of course. So please check the show notes for more about Roverland and all the great work that Jamie is doing. If this episode inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, visit changeofplanspodcast.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in.